This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. On this beautiful Saturday, I'm Sterling Fox. In just a few moments, we'll introduce you to John Schelling from TLS Financial, who will talk to you about protecting your financial security with life and legacy bonds, a product that's new to me and sounds pretty interesting. In our second hour, Kyla Lee from Acumen Law will join us to take a look at impaired driving laws, both those already on the books and those coming down the pike with cannabis legalization this fall. A very interesting show we hope for you this afternoon. And first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Even though we've always known providing bus service to distant rural communities across BC and Canada, for that matter, isn't going to be a hugely profitable business, it was nonetheless pretty shocking when Greyhound announced, Greyhound rather, announced earlier this week it will be suspending all bus service across Western Canada, effective the end of this October. The only route left will be between Vancouver and Seattle, and that will be uh, there only because it's being operated out of the States. So what's to be done for all those folks who rely on the buses to get them around the country? Well, suggestions range from let the government take it over to private parcel service providers are already stepping up to the plate and beyond. Of course, Greyhound will continue to operate in Ontario and Quebec, just not anywhere in the West. And with a federal election coming up in just over a year, the feds really don't want to give the West any more grievances. So watch for a process to replace Greyhound to begin pretty soon. Living up to virtually all expectations, the Bank of Canada raised interest rates another quarter point this week, which will make borrowing a little more expensive for everyone. Despite the increase, a new survey says Canadians would continue to choose variable rate mortgages instead of fixed rate ones. The poll was done for CIBC. It involved over 1,500 people. Over three quarters of those surveys said they expected a hike in interest rates, but more than half of that group also said said they would stick with fixed rate mortgages if they had to renew today. Why? Good question. And here's what the people at CIBC who commissioned the poll think. It depends on the size of your mortgage. If your balance is low and you're on your way to being mortgage-free, then a variable rate is going to be more attractive for you. But if your balance is high and you have a HELOC or other big debts, then the predictability of a fixed rate is for you. Oh, and one other finding of this survey recently, over 50% of Canadians have no mortgage. Let's stick with local real estate for just another moment because there was another survey out this week, this one from Royal LePage, and the headline that came from it was a Vancouver condo now costs what a Vancouver house cost just four years ago. As our real estate expert continues to tell us on this show, house prices have softened around Metro Vancouver lately, especially in the really high-end portion of that market. So that boils down to an overall price increase of 7.2% from a year ago, but condo prices are up a whopping 8 with an average price of just under 700000 bucks. Here's the survey's bottom line. Quote, the budget now needed to purchase a condo 
could have netted someone a two-story home in Vancouver four years ago, close quote, according to Adil Danani, who's been with us on this show before, too. Their forecast calls for slower and lower price increases in detached homes going forward, but also indicating condo sales will still be the big driver in the foreseeable future. And this one. By now, you've probably seen the global news video of the North Shore family feeding black bear cubs on their patio to the dismay of just about everyone. Conservation officers are furious, and there's already talk of the little bears having to be put down because they've already lost their fear of humans. Whether the humans, in this particular example, are locals or newcomers, it is important to remind everyone that under the Wildlife Act, it is illegal to feed or attempt to feed dangerous wildlife. And I'll give you this, there's almost no creature on earth that's cuter or more compelling than a little bear cub. It's still a wild animal that needs to stay wild. And then there's the matter of mama bear, who's never very far away either. It's no accident that folks in the animal conservation business will tell you, unfortunately, a fed bear usually becomes a dead bear. So leave them alone, please. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories we're following. We'll have a look at some more later in the show. Stay with us because coming up next, John Schelling from TLS Financial, who will have a lot to say about protecting yourself and your financial security with a product called Life and Legacy Bonds. This is Vancouver Consumer. You're with 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the program on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. It's Sterling Fox in studio with John Schelling, who is the president and the founder of TLS Financial Services. John, welcome to Vancouver Consumer. It's good to meet you. Well, good to meet you too, Terry, and a pleasure to be here. Well, you're talking to Sterling here. Terry's, oh, Terry's my old pal oh, over I'm in Victoria sorry. at CFAX. Well, that's okay. I'll get that out of my brain. Well, I'm glad you did because Terry's a good buddy anyway. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit. You have, Now, you mentioned Victoria. My friend Terry's over there. So you have offices in both... Vancouver and Victoria, correct? Correct. And how long has TLS Financial Services been around, uh, John? TLS is Financial. I founded it back in 1992. I've been in the business since uh, 1987. Okay. So and over 30 years now. Okay. Now, we're going to I spend a lot of this program talking about a product that I'm unfamiliar with. So it's a real education for me as, ever, as well as everyone else listening. But uh, that's life and legacy bonds. But I'm assuming that TLS Financial Services is a, is a, is a broadly based financial advisory uh, company, correct? Well, Just selling more than one, uh, or, or dealing with more than one financial product. Oh, certainly. Yeah, Life and legacy bonds come in all kinds of uh, varieties and formats, and it depends really on the individual situation as to what application we use. The life and legacy bonds are the, the resource, the strategies Doug and I design are what actually puts the, the resource together and makes it work for the client. Okay. So, um, and Doug being Doug Ransom, your partner Doug in this. Doug Ransom, uh, who's on vacation right now. Uh, yeah, well, making me work. Well, there you go. Somebody has to, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm working too, so we might as well do it together yeah, today, On this beautiful John. day. No kidding. So tell us then, in, in, uh, give us the, uh, the elevator speech. What is a life and legacy bond, Okay, John? well, f- for the listeners out there, this, this, um, presentation is based on presentations we do in seminar format, as I mentioned to you before the show, where okay. we have illustrations and obviously in an, an hour and a half to present. So I've condensed this down 
to the half hour or so that we have. And, and also, minus the pie charts. And we minus can't, the, pie the pie charts, charts. And, my, and my illustrations, though I'm a little bit naked here myself. So I'm going to use word visualizations, for lack of a better phrase, and analogies where I can to help Perfect. the listeners understand what these life and legacy bonds are all about. So my analogy, a life and legacy bond is a financial investment that enhances and protects your retirement assets, your lifestyle, and if required, your estate from life's uncertainties. Because you can, and essentially an analogy that I draw to it, life and legacy bonds protect and enhance your assets and your lifestyle, your financial security, if you like. The same way a a home security system protects your home from break-ins, fires, and floods. It protects against things that can go wrong. And that analogy I'll use uh, throughout this presentation, uh, as you'll see it will apply to certain ways that these products are put together, these strategies are put together. It's, it's interesting you mentioned that you've these are new to you. As mm-hmm. they are, when Doug and I started doing these presentations, I was amazed at uh, you know, how many people are financially secure but aren't protecting their financial security. Uh, their advisors, are, if they're doing it themselves, they've, they've built it up, like they've built a home, but they haven't put any protection um, um, specifications could, in could place. Could it be in, in some cases, though, because we have a misdirected sense of protection, John? For example, if you deposit something, some of your savings or investments under $100,000 somewhere, you're protected by the, uh, the the fund that covers those sorts of deposits. So uh, we, we go, well, that's covered. Don't have to worry about that one. If I have more than I'm covered, I'll just take a second, 100000 put another institution, so I'm still protected. Do we have a false sense of protecting ourselves? Well, I, I, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I mean, some people do that, that strategy, but I think it's more matter of uh, we kind of continue with what got us there mm-hmm. uh, you know you build up just like you, you, you when you build a house you you worry about room configurations how the roof is going to be put together other things uh, once a house is built though your focus now goes on to should go on to protecting that house sure. all right and what very often happens is we build financial security using diversification portfolios real estate whatever we build it up to a point where it's it will sustain us for a lifetime but we don't protect the value of it and simply because we we don't move into what should be from a, a planning a retirement planning or retirement growth mode into a sustainability mode um, so it, it's just a natural transition that should happen. And I think it's just because people aren't advised to do that. I was going to say, because if you have, you know, if you've got some kind of financial plan, and we talked about you last week in the sense of, look, I was just saying to our listeners a week ago that I was looking forward to a chat with you about organization and plans and protection. So could it be that those people with a plan uh, haven't been advised sufficiently in terms of the protection? protection aspect of their financial plan. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And the interesting thing is you mentioned that uh, you hadn't heard of legacy bond, right. life and legacy bonds before. That's a terminology we use, but uh, the products we use have been in existence for over 50 years, a lot of them. Okay. Uh, so so they're we not know new. them by other names then, John? Well, they'd be, they'd be known by other names, but they're, they're not new. They're backed by major financial institutions. The strategies that – so the, the great thing about the, the product being around for so long is that the strategies we use, Doug and I use, are unique. So they bring out qualities in those financial resources, but we can rely on those financial – those life and legacy bonds to produce exactly what they're 
they're going to do. Okay. So they really are one of the best kept secrets in the industry. And I was quite surprised when I first started doing presentations and started consulting with people on these that uh, on these strategies that virtually uh, no one was was really implementing them. Okay. Either, either people that were getting advice or people that were doing their own their own planning. Well, just to show you where, and I've tried to poke around a little bit and do some homework in advance of this opportunity to speak to you and learn a lot more about this. Well, I'm, I'm finding it difficult. For example, where would you buy a life and legacy? Would you buy it from a bank? Would you buy it from an insurance company? Where, where do you, who sells these products? Well, and we can touch on that a little bit later in the show, but okay. how you invest in them is very important because they're very powerful vehicles, but if they're not, and they're, they will literally, if set up properly, Properly. And Doug and I have over 40 years of combined experience doing this. Okay. But if they're, not, if they're set up properly, they virtually will run on their own. And we're going to talk about duality of purpose as well later on. But if they're not structured correctly... Um, they will still do what they're supposed to do, but if they're not structured correctly, they're not going to do it the way you want it to. Okay. So going back to my analogy about a home system, a security system, uh, you probably wouldn't want your carpenter or, or the plumber uh, installing your home security system. They might have the capability to do it and getting up and running, but if they do it improperly, uh, you're either going to end up with it not working, which is a bad thing, or it's going to malfunction and you're going to end up with the police and the fire department at your house at three in the morning, uh, very upset because they're answering a bunch of false alarms. Mm -hmm. So the fact you can buy, you can get these through a, a number of financial outlets, okay. but whether you're going to get the advice as to how to structure these properly, the fact you haven't heard of them, um, you probably wouldn't get the advice in the first place, but you definitely want to make sure they're structured properly. And okay. that, that's, you want experts like myself, uh, not to be boastful, but we know what we're doing mm -hmm. and we know how to apply them. So who would best be suited to be a candidate for the purchase of one of these life and legacy bonds? Well, not to overstate it. I mean, I would say anybody with, some, with financial assets can benefit from life and legacy bonds. But what Doug and I have found and what I've found over the years is that typically the people motivated are individuals, couples, or individuals, family units, ages 45 to 80. Um, they're pre- or post-retirement. They're financially secure. And what, by fi what I mean by financially secure is that they've either planned out or are comfortable in their own interim instincts that uh, they have sufficient financial assets to, uh, the, to, to last a lifetime. They're okay. not going to outlive their assets or outlive their, their resources. Um, there's a variety of different life and legacy bonds that we mentioned at the top of the show that can be applied to a number of different situations. It depends what a person's specific financial situations and objectives are, uh, which is true of most financial products. Sure. But, and again, I want to emphasize to the listeners, you're, you're now, once you get financially secure, uh, you're, you're still investing for growth and, and other issues, but you should be implementing, um, you should be implementing vehicles to protect that uh, financial security that you have. So it sounds like, it, it, it almost sounds like you would like people who have investments to some way insure or cover their investments in a more secure fashion. 
I don't know that people know that such a vehicle is available. Well, and the key is, and we're, we're, we're one of the keys to life and legacy bonds is that they are a transitional investment. We understand that people, particularly in their when they're financially secure and they build up their assets, have their own way of doing things. They have their own advisors, mm-hmm. their own portfolio structures and investments. You don't have to wind those down, change advisors, or or change your financial structure to to implement a life and legacy bond strategy. We design them to fit in seamlessly with your in your existing financial structure, uh, so that and that's part of the transitional process. So back to my analogy on security systems. Okay, you when you build your home, you don't reconfigure it to incorporate your security system. Your, insur- your security system is built to, to work within the existing footprint of your home. Sure. And that's exactly what life and legacy bonds do. They work to protect your assets within the existing framework of your financial situation. So do you have, if you have, and again, you just talked about financial advisors. This is the third time this has come up. Again, I'm thinking back to financial advisors whom I've spoken with in the past. And frankly, this has never come up. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and I'm, I'm, I know that if someone, I'm not the only one in going through this part of the conversation, listening to you talk about this product going, I've, I've, I've had a financial planner in my life for quite some time now. This has never come up. What's the story? What's going on? Is this such an obscure product that most financial planners don't know about it? Or do they not want to talk about it for other reasons? What's going on, John? Well, I I don't think they don't want to talk about it for other reasons, but it is a very specialized area of expertise. And very often people are just focused on returns mm-hmm. and they're focused on growth. And, which and are, sheltering which, taxes, avoiding tax, that kind course, of stuff. Which, yeah. which life and legacy bonds can do. Okay. But, but uh, the focus never – very few people transition to sustainability planning. They, they continue on with what got them there. Sure. Uh, which is fine, but there are things in life that can throw – life will throw curveballs at you. And uh, when you have built up a lot of financial security, those curveballs, it's not, they're not immune to being taken down by life's uncertainties. Sure. And this is just a degree of security or protection, to use your word, that a person can do for him or herself that will doesn't immunize you from anything, but it reduces the, the hit when it happens. Sure. Uh, just like a security system can't immunize you from a break-in, mm-hmm. but it will hopefully help deter it or, and when it happens, limit the damage that's done. Okay. So are, if, you, if, if you buy one of these, is the idea... Is it is like is it like an insurance policy? Do you well, say they, work- I've got X number of thousand dollars in investments, so I need this much insurance to cover all of that? Is that how it works? Well, it, it varies. It, uh, it really varies, Sterling, depending on your particular situation. Uh, again, it's a protection vehicle okay. that will that will provide a resource. If, if a certain contingency comes up. So our job, Doug and I, will look at your situation and say, okay, here's where we see you have risk. Uh-huh. Right? You're okay. financially secure, sure. What could go <laughs> wrong? Well, here's some of the things that can go wrong. Um, you know, if, if we... There, there's, let, me, let me just talk for a minute about some of the qualities that all life and legacy bonds have. There's okay. a wide variety of them. But they all have value that can be accessed at any time. And that's key because 
one of the, one of the keys to the the strategies Doug and I design are that these life and legacy bonds have duality of purpose. So if you go into it, if we put you into a life and legacy bond for a spe- to cover a specific contingency or situation, and that specific contingency or situation doesn't arise, you can use that life and legacy bond for other purposes okay. to enhance okay. lifestyle or something else. Just like a home security system, again, back to this analogy, Mm -hmm. but you don't put a home security system in with the hopes that you're going to have to use it. (laughs) You hope you never have to use it. Right. But But you get a good one anyway. But you get a good one anyway. And what that does is it enhances the value of your home because you feel more comfortable living there, knowing that that's there. And you also uh, enhance the value of your home from the terms of its value. Because if you have a home with a security system, it's worth more than one without. The conversation is about life and legacy bonds. Our guest is John Schelling, president and founder of TLS Financial Services. Going to open up the phone lines during the news break. It'll be your turn in just a few minutes on Vancouver Consumer. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on this gorgeous Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by John Schelling, the president and founder of TLS Financial Services with offices in Victoria and in Vancouver and online at tlsfinancial.com. John, we were talking about life and legacy bonds. And this is a product that is, and I've been around the money business. I've done, I did a TV show for a couple of years called The Money and Wealth Show. I've interviewed hundreds probably of financial business people over the years. And I have to tell you, quite truthfully, I've never heard of a life and legacy bond until this afternoon with you. And I doubt that I'm the very the only person in Vancouver who's in that seat. So I need to tell our listeners that you're not here to tell me or anybody else to fire my financial advisor and cancel my portfolio because they didn't tell me about this thing. You work in tandem with financial advisors, people who already have a game plan, people who are well into executing the game plan, but need an add-on, and that's where you come in. Yeah, pretty much. Going back to the uh, analogy I used where you you put a security system in, you use people that are trained in putting in security systems so they work properly, and, and they can monitor them. And that's that's just what we do. But you don't fire your carpenters and plumbers or anything else. You keep those people in place because you're going to need them down the road. All right. And if you have any questions on this, and I, I imagine there are more than a few floating around out there, I should tell you the phone lines are open, Andrew and Ben, as of right now, 604-280-9898. If you'd like to jump in, if you have some questions for Mr. Schelling, uh, please join us. 604-280-9898. Life and legacy bonds, John, you were talking uh, just before the news, uh, you were talking about the duality of purpose uh, in, in terms of the the reason people take this uh, product in the first place because they do more than one thing. Well, they do more than one thing. They can adapt to more than than one thing. So that if the reason you originally uh, we or if if you came to us and we consulted you to uh, and advised you on a strategy and that strategy didn't come to fruition, we can use it for something else, and okay. that's key. And and that that's based in the value of the, the the value that's created by these bonds. So there's there's a number of different purposes you can use them for. But if you don't need them for that purpose, you can. Use Use them for something else. 
again, going back to the home, the security systems, they, they can become a value added feature if you're home, if you never use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and the same with these. And if, they'll, they'll help you on your house insurance. Well, too. At, precisely. Great point. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. So there's, there's other purposes that these can be used for. And let me give you an example. Uh, and you can help me out on the time if I start to go over here, but okay. let's, let me, let me give you an example of one type of legacy bond, life and legacy bond. And we call it the surviving spouse life and legacy bond. Bit of a mouthful, but very descriptive of what it does. Okay. Now, this particular bond uh, uh, and strategy is applicable to uh, couples, obviously, uh, partners, uh, 45 to 70 age range. Now, mm-hmm. And I'll stop here for just a minute. For the listeners over 70 or under 45, this still can apply to you, but just in a different application. Okay. But because of the limitations on time, I'm just going to use this one example. So uh, now this couple, we're going to call them Dave and Vera Jones. That's right. my fictitious couple. And for the listeners out there that are Dave and Vera Jones, my apologies. <laughs> this isn't you. Oh, they're picking on Dave's again. I, they're picking Dave's on Dave's. having a rough year. So, uh, and this, but but we're going to put Dave and Vera in a situation that Doug and I see all too often and, and have implemented strategies around them. So, Dave and Vera are financially secure. They're pre-post-retirement. Doesn't matter. And, and so, they're, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. Well, what we have to, when we sit down with Dave and Vera, what we have to remind them, and this doesn't get us invited to a lot of cocktail parties, but we invite, remind them that they, like all of us, are going to die at some point in time. And death has a profound effect on financial assets. And you can, it's not the certainty of death, it's the uncertainty of death. None of us know when and how we're going to die. Okay. So in this particular case, and, and statistically, with couples or partners, one is going to predecease the other. That, that is a, uh, a, it a is statistically st- provable. It is statistically right. provable. So this, pre- this presents issues. Uh, and Dave and Vera may have done a, a plan that shows their sustainability. They're very comfortable with it. But let's put, let's put them in a situation where Dave predeceases Vera. And Dave predeceases Vera premature well he excuse me he dies prematurely which means he dies well before his his expected his life expectancy and on top of that and we're kind of piling on dave here but dave also suffers a long illness before he dies it requires treatment and or uh some bucket uh, the uh, the fulfillment of some bucket list items ah. that vera and dave wanted to do so significant dave drawing down of assets sure and this is a point you and i were talking about bef- before the show is one thing that couples have to realize out there is emotions always trump financial considerations. So, for example, Dave and Vera might have had a great plan put together, even put money aside for a potential illness or the effects of, of death and taxation. But w- what happens is if they put aside X and when the, and this situation actually arises and they find that it's going to be X plus plus for Dave's treatments and or for their bucket list items. Right. They're going to spend X plus plus. Of course. They're not going to go back to their plan and say, well, this is all we put Let's aside. not have any fun. That, yeah. Well, or, right. or, you know, you're going to die in pain. That's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. Sure. So that leaves the surviving spouse with a situation where they're is potentially more assets, well, there will be more assets depleted than they originally thought. Um, what also happens, of course, uh, is that the, the taxes are all now 
amalgamated, the assets and, and the taxable incomes are all amalgamated to one person, uh, Vera, mm. who survives Dave. Right. His assets become hers. And while there's no tax consequences initially because of spousal rollover provisions, there are deferred taxes down the road because Vera now has to is being taxed as one individual. And in our marginal tax system, as you know, you're taxed on one individual is earning 100000 It pays more taxes than uh, a couple earning 50000 And she's past the point of any income splitting, isn't she? She's past the point of income splitting. Sure. And thirdly, she may lose income sources if Dave had pensions, um, uh, either in part or in whole. So a whole bunch of things can happen to Vera, none of them very good. Mm-hmm. And that can derail even the best of financial plans. So, and one last thing, there's all this statistical uh, information out there that said a surviving spouse can survive or is it when they're planning, they plan on 60 to 70% of the income that they had as a couple to maintain their lifestyle. Again, Doug and I have just found that usually isn't the case because, again, emotion trumps financial considerations. So, you, to all our listeners out there, You'd have no idea how you're going to react when a spouse passes, mm-hmm. what the emotions are going to be. Different people react differently. And very often what we see is that uh, the surviving spouse will change lifestyles to move closer to families. Um, they may change their social structures. Um, sell the tra- house, downsize. The well, or, or, or sell the house or sell the house in Victoria, move to Vancouver to be closer or to kids and, and, and yeah. pay more. Mm-hmm. And so this idea that you're not going to need what you needed before or start hanging around with, or hanging around, socializing with people uh, that, and traveling more, going out more, and spending maybe more than they initially would have as a couple. So we always plan that you're going to need 100% as a surviving spouse. So you've got all these things that can happen and will happen or, or could happen that can deter you. So what does a life and legacy bond, surviving spouse life and legacy bond do? Well, it will provide the surviving spouse, in this case Vera, with a tax-free lump sum payment to replace those diminished assets if there were assets that were diminished before Dave passed and also compensate her for the extra taxation that she may face and other situations she may face going forward. So, and... and Is that a one-time tax-free... That's a one-time tax-free lump sum. So Dave and Vera, the key here is Dave and Vera would invest in this life and legacy bond and it would pay multiples, sometimes 20 to 30 times over their initial investment out as a lump sum when one of them passes away. 100% guaranteed. All right. And that's a key factor. All legacy bonds, they carry guarantees. Okay. And that's for the listeners that were heard our promotional ad where to protect against market volatility, there are life and legacy bonds that are are market based that actually provide guarantees of capital as well. So that's a key factor, one of the characteristics I didn't cover earlier. So the so so now Vera, I call it the campfire effect because if you're lost out in the woods or you're even camping somewhere with it's scary and eerie at night, the first thing you do is build a campfire to give you comfort, get you settled down, and get you thinking more rationally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Vera, the lump sum of money Vera receives is not going to help her emotional distress. She's got to sort that out herself, but it will give her one less thing to worry about down the road. Uh, when she's because that those funds are there now to support her lifestyle going forward. Now the duality of purpose, right? 
right? This duality of purpose in this legacy bond. This bond grows just like a tax-free savings account. It is. T- it, it grows throughout the lifetime, uh, throughout the the lifetime of this bond, or the, the the length of time that Vera and Dave hold this bond. So there and Dave may come back to us in their late 70s and early 80s and say, well, Doug and John, that was a great strategy back when we were 60 or 70. Uh, but right now, you know, the fact is we're kind of beyond the point where premature death is a factor. Mm-hmm. And also, if one of us predeceases the other, it's not a big, as big a financial issue as it was back when we were 60 or 70. And that's very true. So what's happened, though, is this, the value of this bond has continued to grow throughout the time they've held it. And they can access that value, and it's growing tax-free, tax-sheltered. They can access that value and use it for any purpose they want, whether it's for their own lifestyle, whether they want to give it away for grandkids' education, uh, if they want to give it to their kids, whatever they want to do. Now, so, with a tax-free uh, savings account, you can withdraw money from it, but you, can't only, you can not only replace the amount you've withdrawn once a year, and you can't go over the amount you've taken out because you know, you'd be over-contributing, correct. and there's some kind of penalty. Correct. Do these bonds have the same kind of packaging rules that a TFSA no, does? No, they're, they're actually much more powerful than tax-free savings accounts, okay. in my opinion, for this purpose, because a tax-free savings account doesn't pay you a lump sum benefit when you die. No. That's multiples of what you put in. When you die, if, if there's $100,000 in it, $100,000 goes to the surviving spouse. If you've invested $100,000 in a life and legacy bond, multiples of that is going to go to the surviving spouse. But you still have access to that, that value and more when, when you pass, or sorry, if you no longer feel you require the bond. Okay. So there's a duality of purpose. So you cover both ends because there, there's a potential that hopefully the Joneses aren't going to die prematurely and, and, and maybe one will predecease the other, but maybe they'll be in their 80s. They can then use this bond for a totally different purpose. Interesting. I'd like to go back to the market volatility aspect of things. We've just watched President Trump uh, trounce through Europe and he's on his way to Finland to meet with Mr. Putin. He's trying to start a trade war with China. He already has one with us. Uh, chaos seems to be the uh, operating uh, procedure for the next couple of years. Markets don't like chaos. Markets like certainty. Markets are going to do a lot of fluctuating in the next couple of years. How would a, a life and legacy bond work in terms of uh, protection against the extreme market volatility? Well, there's life and legacy bonds that will actually allow you to uh, uh, access market-based investments and get the benefits of you know the tax deferred growth in the form of capital gains dividends and or not tax deferred growth tax preferred growth and they will also provide you of course with the um, potential for better growth than you can get out of traditional savings vehicles okay key difference is they will guarantee the capital that you put in uh, they will provide guarantees so you know your capital is protected, either for you and or for your estate. There's a component. You so you can, can't get wiped out. You can't get words. wiped out. Right. And there's a component to these um, um, to these life and legacy bonds where you can actually attach a lifetime income component to them. So they will guarantee you, regardless of how your the, the legacy bond investment performs, you will be guaranteed a lifetime income that actually grows each year as you get older. Is that so tax-free as well? 
Uh, it's tax preferred. Okay. It, it's a little more that that's a little more complicated question than time will allow us to sure. answer. But it's very very tax preferred. So for every, I was going to say it's like a personalized pension plan with one big difference. It's not a hundred percent taxable. Mm. It's it's largely uh, it's largely tax preferred. So every dollar of income that you earn in a pension plan is taxed at a dollar. Every dollar of of guaranteed income you'd earn from this might be taxed at. 25 or 30 cents or 40 cents. John, if I'm hearing about this for the first time, and I am, uh, and I'm intrigued, and I am, and I want to learn more, and I need you to uh, be able to have a look more specifically at the specifics of my financial setup, my, my game plan, such as it is, how long would it take you and your partner, Doug Ransom, to, in, a, in a meeting, a face-to-face meeting with a potential client, to have a look at their holdings and determine whether or not a life and legacy bond would be an appropriate product for this person to own and then explain how one goes about acquiring one. Well, what we do, we have a four-step process. And the first process is we send out a questionnaire and a guide. And we can meet with clients face-to-face to go through that. But we want the clients to read our guide and then get an idea of, of the generalities of what life and legacy bonds are and then give us a picture of where they're at financially now. And then we will look at that and and through come up with some strategy ideas and then or, uh, our staff will set up a uh, one-on-one consultation okay. where we will go through the strategies. It's interactive because just like this program, uh, we need feedback from our, our um from our clients as to to make sure we've got their their objectives correct sure and make sure that we're tailoring the specific strategy for them and there's a possibility that we may not be able to do something for people and and if that's the case we'll tell them right away and we'll try to lead them in a direction or to resources where they can find help is there a charge for these uh, initial, no, initial, the initial consultations no we do the initial consultation um free uh, complimentary um, if we do a specific, if they want specific plans using our software, then there's a fee for service. If they implement one of the strategies, we're actually reimbursed by the the uh, financial institutions that provide these products. Okay, but I- that's all disclosed well in advance uh, and um, yeah that, that there's full transparency there I'm almost out of time and, and I asked you this question earlier I know uh, who issues these bonds are they banks are they uh, insurance companies they, they what be, institutions are there Doug? oh they're, the institutions vary but they, they're insurance companies uh, they're mostly uh, established insurance companies oh I see because you said the products have been around plain as the nose on your face for 50 oh, years we just don't know much about them or longer uh, well it's the strategies that, that are, haven't being developed around them. What we're doing is taking products that have been used sometimes for totally different purposes, and we've implemented strategies where they can now be used for the demographics that I'm talking about. All these financial institutions and products are all being designed now for the demographics of the day, which are people are getting older. And that's what these products are all designed to do. Interesting. If you'd like to learn more about uh, these life and legacy bonds from the fine folks at TLS Financial, uh, you can give them a call. They have a toll-free number. works anywhere in B.C. It's 1-800-665-7707. Again, 1-800-665-7707. If you missed it, perhaps you're driving. Not a good time to start writing things down. Uh, Go to the website when you have a chance. It's tlsfinancial.com. 
the address of the Victoria office on Chatterton Way and the West Broadway office here in Vancouver, right near Oak, uh, all on the website, plus the toll-free phone number and an opportunity to send them an email, arrange an appointment. All of that happens at tlsfinancial.com. John, a very interesting uh, opening discussion. Uh, I'm I'm reliably informed you're going to come back next month and we can have a little bit more uh, tune-up in terms of my education on life and legacy bonds. I'm looking forward to it, Sterling. And I'll get the name right this time. (laughs) I'll say hi to Terry for you. I appreciate that. John Schelling, the uh, president and founder of TLS Financial Services, online again at tlsfinancial.com. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to John Schelling from TLS Financial for a very informative visit. John has mentioned he's going to come back in a few weeks and we can learn more about life and legacy bonds. Coming up on our next hour, a look at impaired driving laws, both on the books and those still to come with Vancouver lawyer Kyla Lee. Time now for Duly Noted. And today, our producer, Ben Dooley, looks at a warning from Vancouver police about drinking on the beaches. Thanks, Sterling. With a solid dose of sunshine in Vancouver's long-term forecast, it's safe to say that many people will be making their way to Vancouver's numerous parks and beaches to soak it all up and maybe enjoy a drink or two. However, Vancouver police are reminding the public to make sure those drinks are non-alcoholic. We want to remind people first and offer warnings. Um, we, we offer uh, warnings before we choose to write the tickets. And, uh, you know, we do have a lot of tourists and a lot of visitors here to the beaches, and they may not be aware of what our laws here. So that was one reason why we wanted to send this out ahead of time, just to remind anybody visiting here that may not be aware of it. A violation ticket for consuming liquor in public carries a $230 fine. In addition to alcohol, fires and smoking are not permitted on beaches or in parks in Vancouver either. The VPD says it works with the City of Vancouver and the Vancouver Park Board to ensure the beaches are safe for everyone. We just want to, you know, our goal here is to make sure that our beaches are safe and comfortable for everybody. And we want to try and avoid disturbances and make sure that everybody's safe and enjoying the beaches together. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thanks, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before the news. Uh, from Hudson's Bay, news they'll phase out the entire line of Ivanka Trump-labeled products from their stores and online by this fall. In fact, after the story broke the other day, there was no listing of any Ivanka Trump products anywhere on the HBC website. So, is this the result of a boycott which began a couple of years ago, the one that caused Nordstrom to drop her products too? Depends on who you ask, apparently. Yes, say the people at Grab Your Wallet, which started the boycott in 2016. No, if you ask HBC. They say simply that products get reviewed and shuffled all the time due to popularity or not. In this case, there's been a drop-off in popularity, and that's the reason. A recent Ipsos poll which showed 70% of Canadians are willing to stop buying American-made products to protest the trade war against our country likely also factored into the HBC decision. And finally, this story. An ill-advised attempt to cash in on the success of TV series The Handmaid's Tale with a line of wine has left a bad taste in some fans' mouths. The Handmaid's Tale wines, named after the characters in the series, have been pulled from stores after fans insisted the move was in poor taste. Two of the characters who landed their own wine are, well, sex slaves on the show, and the idea of naming wine based on literary rape and abuse victims did not sit well with many... 
And shortly after the line was announced, a storm of protest on Twitter prompted marketing bosses at Lot 18 to pull the whole thing by the end of the same day. That would be Tuesday. Talk about a one-day wonder. That is our show for this hour. We'll break for the news, and we're back with impaired driving and Vancouver lawyer Kyla Lee. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.